0: Good morning, and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths, and I'm glad you're joining us. This is the podcast recording for December 27th, 2020, the last Sunday of the year. I will open us with our call to worship, which comes from Psalm 148. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let the skies be filled with praise and the highest heavens with the shouts of glory. Go ahead. Praise him. All you, his messengers. Praise him some more. All you heavenly hosts. Keep it up, sun. Keep it up, moon. Don't stop now. All you twinkling stars of light. Take it up even higher, up to the highest heavens, until the cosmic chorus thunders his praise. Let the entire universe erupt with praise to God. He spoke and created it all, from nothing to something. Let us worship the Lord in spirit and truth.
1: God of grace has appeared, bringing salvation to all and teaching us to renounce what is evil in the world. Pray the prayer of confession with me. For failing to love others as you have loved us, God of grace, forgive us. For wasting your gifts and hoarding our goods, God of grace, forgive us for plundering the earth and abusing the planet god of grace forgive us for fearing those who are strange to us and ignoring those in need god of grace forgive us for losing heart and abandoning hope god of grace forgive us for all the ways we turn from you God of grace, forgive us. We offer our prayers in the name of the one who saves us, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hear the promise of the Lord. See, your salvation has come. You are a holy people, redeemed by God, sought out and not forsaken. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen.
0: Pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but a really good resource when starting to study any text out of the Bible is the introduction chapters, uh, especially in the study Bibles. I really like um, Eugene Peterson's The Message, uh, which is a translation/ paraphrase and uh, but he he writes a really good introduction to, to most books in the Bible. Because he he really did his homework in that kind of jazz and he puts it in really good words. But I'm going to read a little bit of um, Eugene Peterson's introduction to uh, the Book of Galatians as 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 part of us getting ready to hear from God through His Word this morning. Um, Eugene Peterson writes this: When men and women get their hands on religion one of the first things they often do is turn it into an instrument for controlling others. And then he he goes into how Paul is fighting this in his letter to Galatia. Um, And he, he, he says this, Through Jesus, Paul learned that God was not an impersonal force to be used to make people behave in certain prescribed ways, but a personal Savior who set us free to live a free life. Um, Whoever said uh, Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship, couldn't be more correct. And that is one of the major themes, if not the major theme of this letter. So let's turn in our word to Galatians chapter 4, and I will start reading in verse Four But when the fullness of time had come, God sent His son, born of a woman born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir, through God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I titled this sermon... Rescued and adopted. And I'd like to look at it through the lens of those two words. Rescued and adopted. First, rescued. If you read the verses around this, in fact, this whole letter uh, from Paul to the Church of Galatia is all Exodus language. It's all freedom from slavery language. It's all uh, the Redeemer the rescuer arrives and saves the day language. Um, the reason we're studying this text is it's the lectionary text. And if you don't know what the lectionary is, that may a good homework assignment for you and your family to look up what the lectionary is. But just to put it uh, briefly, there are literally millions of people around the world studying this text this Sunday because it's, uh, it's the lectionary text the text that the church, capital C, has laid out for the people of God to study. And the people who put the lectionary together saw that one little line right there, you know, God born of woman, or, you know, like, where is it? God sent his son born of woman, born under the law. Um, and it's it's got that sense of yes. Our rescuer has arrived. But this commentator Kusar kind of has a has a little, you know, he's got a little something to say with the people who put together the lectionary text. And this is what he says in his commentary. He says, verses 4 through 7, they definitely contain the note of joy. But only as Christmas leads to Good Friday and Easter. Only as Christmas The baby born of woman redeems those under the law. The good news lies not only in the announcement that the baby is born, but that by putting the chains on himself, he takes them off of the other. Did you follow that? It's good news to celebrate the rescuer arriving. That was our Advent series. That's kind of perfect. You know, the rescuer arrives, yes. The Redeemer has arrived. It's really good to celebrate that. But for Paul and for us, it's, it's good to celebrate the arrival of the Rescuer. You know what's better to celebrate? The actual rescuing that the Rescuer does. Um, and they're inseparable in Paul's mind. And they're inseparable in the church. You can't talk about Christmas without talking about Easter. Because the only reason it's good news that he arrived is because of what the good news of what he did for each and every one of us. In the words of that commentator, Kusar, he took the chains all off of us and put them on himself. He redeemed us. Also notice in this, as we're talking about the rescuer, the Spirit of Jesus, which F.F. F. Bruce, uh, expert on, you know, Paul the Apostle, says the Spirit of Jesus is synonymous with the Holy Spirit in Paul's mind. And God sends this Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, what for? To lead us to our rescuer, Jesus the Christ. And also to convince us of our adoption, which is our. Second lens word that we're looking at this text through, right? Rescued and adopted. What does it mean that we've been adopted into the family of God? What does it mean that we are now sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father? And notice this text, it oh actually let me let me quote NT Wright and then let me introduce you to somebody uh, NT. Wright says this in this last verse of the this paragraph Paul suddenly shifts from the second person plural to the second person singular you did you follow that he was he's Paul's been saying y'all 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 and then in this last verse he he does second person singular he says you." He says, pointing a finger at the reader, you, not the person sitting next to you, you are no longer a slave, but a true child and heir. So he says all this stuff about how we've been rescued, and then he says all this stuff about how we've been adopted, and then he turns and he ends this text, this brief little power punch of a text and he looks each of us in the eye and says, yes, it's all of us. It's the we, it's y'all, we're church, yes, we're united. But it's relationship. And then I've invited uh, an old student of mine. I first knew her as a junior hire, And then she moved into high school as I was moving to Muskegon, uh, Michigan and she graduated high school and now is going to some school back east in Boston I believe but uh here's here's my friend Megan
2: Hi my name's Megan and um I was adopted uh under a year old I think I was like 6 or 8 months um and I it's difficult to pinpoint Because I was adopted so young, one specific time where the realization initially came to me that my parents loved me. But um, there are waves of time that I realize it more or less. And so uh, one of the instances that kind of brought me from a lesser realization to a greater realization was at the beginning of high school when we moved into a house closer to my uh, high school. And we have this very old trampoline that I very rarely use, if ever, um, and they really wanted to get rid of it so we could have more space in our driveway for cars, but I was insistent that even though I don't use it ever, I wanted to keep it for sentimental value, and they were very accepting of that, and even though it's a nuisance in all senses of the word, um, They're willing to sacrifice that space. And it may be small, but it's something. And it's the small acts of love that I've learned to appreciate the most. So, yeah, thank you.
0: So, how do we apply this? How do we apply that we've been rescued and adopted? First, we seep it into our soul, seep it into the very core of us. God will always always, without a shadow of doubt, make room for the trampoline. God will always do that extra little special thing. And he'll do so through the Spirit. And um, So your first application is just bask in that truth. And then I'll quote, Kusar again. He says, just as an orphan taken into the home of foster parents may initially mistrust or at least wonder about the reception given by the new parents and may require some act or gesture to get over the feelings of being an outsider. So God's adopted children move about in fear until the spirit operates at a deep level in our hearts to corroborate not once, but repeatedly, the reality of the father's love. I love that about Megan's little testimony, because it didn't happen all at once. It happened a bunch of little times, and that, that trampoline was just a sh- just just one of those moments where her parents who adopted her went that extra mile. And our second application is simply to. Ask the Spirit to corroborate more and more repeatedly to our hearts, to our souls that we are, we belong. We're in God's family. We're sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father. And in my last application... This is a time of relationship with God. You know, it we're going into this new year. This is the last time I'll be talking to you before it's 2021. People make New Year's resolutions. I don't know about those. I don't think it's a bad idea to set goals. And I don't think it's a bad idea, especially if one of those goals is make 2021 the year you get to know your Heavenly Father that Heavenly Father that sent Jesus that sent the Holy Spirit to introduce you to Jesus that sent the Holy Spirit to introduce you to Jesus and to remind you that through Jesus He adopted you. You are heirs of Him. Amen. As we continue in worship, let us do so by returning to God His tithes and our offerings. To send in your gifts, tithes, and offerings, please do so by mailing them to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, Nine two six two eight. Our tithes and offerings are now received.
3: suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly host praising god and saying glory to god at the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward all christmas has passed but advent has not as we are eagerly awaited the arrival of our savior as a babe in the manger we continue to wait and pray for our lord's second coming shall we pray together Glory to God in the highest. We praise and thank you for the birth of our Savior and watch and wait with anticipation for our Lord's return. Nothing about this Christmas season or this past year resembles what we thought was normal. But you remind us in Hebrews, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come, Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and share with those in need. It seems this year has brought out the best in people and the worst. The strife over an individual's right over the good of society has been difficult to witness. You yourself bore the sins of the world on the cross Yet many of those who profess to follow you won't even don a face mask or shelter in place to save our brethren. Forgive us, O Lord. As we prepare for this new year and your second coming, may we be worthy to be called the sons and daughters of God. Squelch our pride and disobedience and mold us and make us into your disciples, we pray. The presence of this pandemic continues to emphasize that this world is not our home. We pray for this broken world in need of a savior. In places ravaged by war, we pray for your peace. In places ravaged by famine, we pray for your provision and your sustenance. In places ravaged by tyranny and abuse, we pray for your justice and your mercy. For our Christian brothers and sisters that are persecuted for their faith, we pray for your protection and your courage to persevere. We praise and thank you, God, for the two vaccines brought forth so quickly and pray for their safe and effective use. Father, multiply the doses swiftly that we may do our part to thwart this virus and bring a measure of safety again to this planet. May you be honored and glorified through it all. As we stand on the precipice of a new year, Lord, we continue to pray for your protection and provision on doctors, nurses, and healthcare providers working in hospitals that are being stretched beyond measure. Keep our healthcare system and health care workers from collapse, we pray. May all who are sick and dying feel your very presence with them knowing that they are not alone. We pray for your healing for those who are ill. We pray for your provision for those who are underemployed or unemployed. We pray for your justice and protection for those being abused. We pray for your sustenance for those who are cold or hungry. We pray for your comfort for those who are grieving or lonely. We pray for your love for those who feel unloved. Show us, O Lord, where we can be your hands and feet on earth. We lift these spoken and our silent prayers to you and pray together as you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come.
0: I thank you again, once again, for for joining us. Um, And I hope you have a really happy new year. I still can't wait for the day uh, where we can be back together inside a building, holding hands, hugging each other. Um, But until until then, um, receive this benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.